This episode of the New Hampshire Business Show is sponsored by Everlasting Capital. If you're a small business and you need money and a bank won't give it to you, Everlasting Capital is here to help. In as quickly as a couple of days, you can have the funding your business needs for new equipment or anything else you could need the capital for. So submit your application today and see how they can help you out. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today we're here with Lorianne from LA and Associates. How's it going? It's going well. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Good. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I was actually really excited when I saw your thing come up because I checked you out and I'm like, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. So let's get started. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Typical New Englander. <laughs> let's start with that. <laughs> Born and raised here. Um, started my career off in healthcare. Mm-hmm. And ended up leaving healthcare because of a bad boss. I mean, I'm sure like you've never left a job because of a bad <laughs> boss, right? Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. Um, and fell into um, leadership. Mm-hmm. Into because, like, at the hospital that I was working at, I was working at Leahy Clinic, and one of the departments that I worked in was fabulous. I mean, the energy, the work that we put out, but then I moved over to another department and, oh, wow, two different, two different fields. Ended up, like, really getting into team development, understanding leadership, management better. Like, what was the difference? Like, why was one department so amazing to work in and the other one was just so blah? Yeah, kind of um, draining, yeah. Yeah, and just fell into that and started coaching and speaking and writing a few books on it because I had this belief that leadership is not what you do, it's who you become. That's what all of my talks, my books, everything's written on. And because I just feel that people should enjoy their work. Mm-hmm. When they enjoy their work, they do better work. Yeah. Okay. So I find it interesting you said you kind of, I fell into leadership. It's a big fall. Like. You want to explain how that kind of came about a little it's, bit? It's an interesting fall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, during the, the course of, you know, like being in healthcare and then moving over to the corporate um, medical device side, you know, I had this entire, I had all of New England. And that was that was actually my last job job. Um, and I just I just saw like the different different departments going from hospital to hospital, visiting customers, selling equipment. And that's where I just like, I really picked up like, what departments were doing well because they were led better. They mm. just had a different energy to them versus going into departments that you could just feel the energy of people who don't love their job. Yeah. So yeah, it was an interesting, uh, hmm. an interesting fall. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Um, and we kind of talked about it a little beforehand, but you, we, we're very similar in that mm-hmm. we started off as pretty shy, <laughs> <laughs> yes. and then we kind of just stumbled into. You know, or yeah, stumbled out of ourselves, I should say. Yeah. So, I want to talk a little bit about kind of your okay, how, so, how that happened. So, people always find this so um, funny mm-hmm. and almost it's hard to believe, but I was actually so painfully shy that I couldn't make eye contact with people. Okay. That's what I was like growing up. And somewhere along the line, like through college, I just knew that this wasn't going to serve me. So, literally, you know, like when you think about it now, if somebody doesn't look you in the eye, what do you think? They're holding something back. Yeah, they're 
Yeah, you can't trust kind of them. a little socially awkward. You're yeah. kind of like, oh, I don't trust them that much. Yeah, yet. and so I mean, if all I was doing was looking down at the floor, you know, like, so slowly I just, like, challenged myself. Okay, just make some eye contact for a few seconds, look back down. And so that's how I started to make eye contact. Yeah. And, you know, from there I ended up, you know, believe it or not, I taught aerobics. Okay, so this this was my transition to the stage. I was like, <laughs> wow, like, so if I could yell at people... You know, to motivate them, you know, um, I did step aerobics and also um, spin classes. If I could yell at people to motivate them, certainly I could just talk to them reasonably in front of the room and give them some good information. And after I left my corporate job with no business plan, by the way, no marketing skills, (laughs) just thought that, oh, if I just put a, you know, a shingle up, people will come. Yeah, that never happens. Um... I got involved with a few other women because we felt that women network differently. Mm-hmm. And so let's create a networking group where we can network, but also learn something. So great ideas. Then they all turned to me and said, you do the speaking. I was like, like I'm the shy one. But I was like, okay. And that's part of how I started public speaking. Okay. <laughs> Kind of thrust into it. Yeah, so it wasn't very good at first. Yeah. It never is. It never is. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, it kind of like I, you know, like no beginning. Mm -hmm. Just jumped right into my material. And literally, like the the ending was like jumping off a cliff. It was just like, okay, I'm done. And if you have any questions, you all be in the back of the room. Yeah. Peace. (laughs) See ya. Done. (laughs) Get me off of here. And just slowly... Um, like people came up to me and asked me questions and mm. started, you know, inquiring a little bit more. And so that was how I, how I ended up growing my business. Yeah. That's impressive. Thanks. I really like that because whenever I deal with people who are like painfully introverted, like not just a little bit, um, but it's, it's so bad that it's almost, um, detrimental to their life. Yeah. They always, I always get the same kind of excuses, but it's like, I was there. Like, yeah. I was that type of person, you know? Um, I think you could probably understand that a little I bit, do, too. I do, I <laughs> do. It's like, so stop telling me you can't right, do something about incrementally changing your life. Yeah, because you did it. Yeah. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I've met people along the way who, like, the exact same thing. You know, like, yeah, I was painfully shy. Or I can learn to be a little more outgoing yeah. in the right situations. Yeah, in a very controlled environment. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I like... Uh, the speaking thing it's why I like the podcast I can control the scenario enough yeah. where it's manageable I can do it yeah and it can be fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I think especially when you're yourself mm. if you try to be somebody else and you're teaching material that you're not familiar with and yeah it's going to be awkward but just be yourself whatever like whatever that is that you bring to the stage that you bring to the table if you're funny be funny on stage you know, if you're goofy, just be goofy. Like, just be yourself. Yeah. That's very good. So, uh, yeah, so let's get into it a little bit. So you do professional speaking, and then you uh, teach people how to speak a little better. I do. I help entrepreneurs and small businesses okay. leverage speaking opportunities so that they can get visible, sign on new clients, customers, and also leverage their mono, uh, their intellectual property. Okay. Yep. So, kind of a mouthful. <clears throat> yeah. Because... Um, Kind of like what I was hinting at earlier, it's fun. Like you went from the healthcare industry and then you jump over to this. So there's a big 
gap. gap. Yeah, there is. <laughs> it's a very interesting transition. So let's talk about those things and like why that. So from the um, the healthcare, mm-hmm. and when I started my own, you know, I went into life coaching. Yeah. And started to do some more speaking, and then decided that I didn't really enjoy the life coaching. That I enjoyed coaching people that were a little bit higher up. Yeah. And from there, I started going to National Speaker Association meetings, and all I ever heard there was, write a book, write a book, write a book. So finally, I wrote a book. (laughs) And then after you write a book, you end up speaking more, so I ended up coaching less. Yeah. And then, you know, um, Tom Asacker, who's here in New Hampshire, he has written a number of books, and one day I remember having a talk with him, and he said, if you write one book, you're not an author. And... For some reason, that always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I had to write another book. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of years later, I did. I wrote my next book, which is uh, the first one's called Rethink Leadership, and the second one is Rethink Your Leadership. Okay. And both of them are written as parables. And so I was very happy just kind of doing my speaking thing, hopping on a plane to get to work. And then one day, somebody asked me if I wrote speeches for people. And my first answer was no. But because I knew who she was, I was like, you know, like, let's meet for coffee and willing to help you. Yeah. She tells me that she's five years away from retiring from her government job. Five years she's had a side hustle. Five years she's been successfully losing money at her side <laughs> hustle. Husband says, you can't keep doing this when you retire if you keep losing money. So she reached out to me. I was like, oh, I can teach you how to get booked. Yeah. I can teach you how I write what I call a three C's presentation, which is mm-hmm. compelling, captivating, and most importantly, converting. And then teach you how to leverage those opportunities into more. Because if, t- if I did it for her, then she wouldn't learn anything in the process. Yeah. So I ended up falling in love with the process of helping her. And after her first presentation, she got referred to two other groups to speak for. And she signed on th- three new full-paying clients. And I was like, that's a home run. Yeah. I wonder if other people would be interested in something like this. Yeah. And that's what spawned like the second business. And when I look at, you know, a lot of the executives that I was working with, um, with the coaching and the speaking, a lot of them like didn't feel comfortable with speaking. Because mm-hmm. the higher up you go, the more meetings you attend, the more presentations yeah. that you have to give. Yeah. So. I was doing, when I look back on it, I was doing so much, um, teaching the executives like, well, here's how you can have a good presentation. Here's how you can prepare for it. So it, helping entrepreneurs and small businesses just actually seemed like the perfect fit, hmm. the perfect transition. It's been yeah. a lot of fun. Absolutely. Because there's so much to speaking that people don't realize. Yeah, yeah. And um, like I, we were kind of talking about a little bit beforehand, I always think that having a good career in sales and like some talent in speaking mm-hmm. will take you a lot further up the chain than like a college degree. And yes. I get a lot of flack for that from my college friends, but I think it's true, you know, because most people fail, like everyone and their mother has a degree now, but most people can't communicate well. I completely agree. Yeah. And um, I'm seeing a lot of people who they're being passed over for promotions mm-hmm. because they're passing up on the speaking opportunities. Yeah. Because, you know, like, um, you know, if you're moving up the chain, you know, either you're talking to 
more team people, more people, employees, or you're speaking at um, either company conferences, um, having to speak in front of customers. Yeah. And yeah, those communication skills are huge. I think it's, you know, and I see study after study where it's like the one skill that actually will move you up the ladder yeah. and you'll have a great career. Yeah, absolutely. Learn the basics. Yeah. yeah. Make eye contact. <laughs> yeah. Get comfortable talking to people. Exactly. Yeah. So I was just recently down at um, the University of Hult at their um, Boston campus mm -hmm. in one of their entrepreneur classes. And so it's like a group of like 50 students from around the globe. And like their final is they have to actually give a pitch for the product that they either yeah. want to develop or improve on. And it's, it's fascinating. And so I was brought in to, you know, give them a, some tips and just to listen and look at some of their pitches. And I see, it's funny how you see the same mistakes in each of them. Yeah. Um, too many words on their PowerPoint, but they're like sponges. Mm -hmm. They were quickly changing things. Yeah. And yeah. And like most people just don't know. So they, like you said, they make a lot of the same mistakes because that's kind of natural. <laughs> and they're following somebody else. Yeah. You know, somebody, so they either sat in on a presentation and saw lots of words on a PowerPoint and you think that's normal. Mm -hmm. um, standing up there nice and stiff with your note cards, you know, and speaking in a monotone voice. Yeah. They just think, all right, that's how you do it. Especially, especially like, you know, I come from the world of professional speaking, so I see some, a variety of speakers yeah and you know being the speaker i also like i pick up different things and like oh i really like that that you know how they did that how they transitioned how they brought in you know part of their personality yeah and yeah as a student <clears throat> unless you see good role models you don't you're right you don't know any better yeah <laughs> i will say the couple of speaking gigs i've done yeah <clears throat> i never use a powerpoint it's hysterical um and they're not this most professional because I'm just being me, yeah. and I'm a little wacky to begin with, right? <laughs> <laughs> so um, they're super funny, but like wouldn't be able to use them in a professional setting. But the kids learn a lot, <laughs> and that's what you want them to do. You want them to learn, and I. I think if, if you're goofy and you're funny, you know, psychologically, you know, that breaks down the barriers. Mm -hmm. And that's actually when we start learning more. Yeah. So I always tell, like, you know, like my clients, you know, when you in the beginning, I mean, if you could have something that's funny, have a funny story, have a funny joke, you know, something that's sort of startling that makes people lean in a little bit more. Yeah. Then that usually one, it gets everybody puts down their phone and they'll be listening to you. Yeah. Which is what you want. You don't want to see the tops of people's heads, you know, <laughs> yeah. in the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Just being yourself. And I'm sure that, you know, like your passion comes out. Again, you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Your passion, your energy. And that just, you know, like your audience, I think audience, they're just, they're craving that. Yeah. They're craving real people up in front of them instead of, you know, the typical boring monotone. And yeah. Then they just kind of, you know, they, they just check out. I agree. <laughs> I don't uh, think I'm goofy on stage. <laughs> um, I think I'm, you know, I've been told that I'm a little polished. But if I forget something, um, because it happens, like either somebody will ask a question. Yeah. And if I have completely forgotten what I was talking about, I literally, I will say something. I'll look to the other person and be like, what was I talking about before? I mean, you just make, 
you know, like make fun of it. Yeah. I'm probably the opposite. I'm like super unpolished to the point where my professor's like, oh my God, you're going to get me in so much trouble. Like, stop swearing. Oh, you just, swearing has to be in your contract then. <laughs> it, it's so funny. Because um, I was an infantryman. Like, like mm-hmm. we swear. Like, it happens. It's just like personally, I am. Mean, it comes out when I'm just sitting joking around. It's funny. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. <laughs> it's you. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, so we kind of touched on something that I thought was pretty fun. So things that people are typically doing wrong when they're talking in public, that's probably something you can chime in on. Well, let's start with um, an introduction. Okay. Um, a lot of times, you know, like, like especially like um, my clients and, and students, you know, I encourage them, like, I'll always ask them, like, so if I met you at a party or I met you at a networking event, you know, and I said, hey, what do you do? What would you tell me? And a lot of times people will go right into their job title. Mm-hmm. I'm like, don't give me your job title. Because right now, I don't have a reason to care. Yeah. You know, I'm, I am a little harsh when it comes to, like, some, some of this stuff. So I tell people, like, either give me a question. Like, in, I'll give you an example. When I was doing a lot of leadership speaking, you know, um, it would be like, the question that I would ask people, have you ever worked in a department or for a boss that you just couldn't stand mm-hmm. most people or do you know somebody who does <laughs> the answer is always yes yeah. so now you're intrigued by because I started off with a question because a lot of people don't do that yeah um, or a startling statistic you know like 83% of people are, are not happy with their jobs it's like yeah and they might be thinking to themselves yeah I'm one of those 83% yeah. um, so you start off with something that makes people lean in, I always tell people like your like your elevator pitch, your introduction mm-hmm. should be the headline of the newspaper. So that then I say really, so that then you give me the subtitle. Yeah. So then I say tell me more, and now I've just gotten permission, mm-hmm. you know, as a person speaking, to tell you about the article of the body, which yeah. means I now have permission to have like five to ten minutes of your time. Good. And that just, it just, it's a nice way just to open the door instead of, well, I'm a lawyer. Well, a lot of people will think, oh, I know what lawyers are like. And then yeah. they start to check out. It's like, oh, okay, that's nice. And then they move on to the next person. That's pretty good. Yeah. I like so that. Headline. Yeah. Subtitle. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's a nice little tip. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, another thing that I think is good. <clears throat> I'm kind of jumping around now, but this is the best so kind of conversation. Yeah. So we're in a couple of books. <laughs> um, most people, myself included, can't even get to the first one. <laughs> so what kind of motivates you or what type of process do you take to get through each one of those? To write them or yeah, so for my, all right. So I guess a couple of things. One, mm-hmm. my books are intentionally short. Okay. Um, they're short and to the point. And they're also modern day parables. Okay. Because I realized that, you know, how many 200, 200 page books are sitting on your nightstand or that, or maybe they're on your Kindle and you just haven't gotten to them. Yeah. I mean, I am guilty of that myself. So I wanted to write um, a book that would be entertaining, that mm-hmm. people would learn from. And it had to be short. And I can't tell you how many people, like, when they pick up my book, they're just like, oh, my God, I'm so glad. You know, it's positive reinforcement, you know, like, to, like, you've read 100 pages. Yeah. Like, I read a book. Yeah. This is my second book. Um, 
And the, the first one's exactly the same. It's a modern day parable about two people who meet in a coffee shop. Okay. So it's just, it's entertaining to deliver the messages. Yeah. I like that. It's like so instead of just, what you typically see is someone force feeding you a message. Mm-hmm. It reads out like a fictional story with a message behind it, kind of. Yes. Yeah. So the first one being Rethink Leadership in the coffee shop. And I picked a coffee shop because how many of us, you know, either go to Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks or any other coffee shop and you see the same people because you're going in at the same time. Yeah. So that's why it, <clears throat> that's why it took place there. And it just happens like, you know, it's just a random meeting of two people. Yeah. And then they show up each week and they, you know, the mentor delivers another message, another piece of advice. And so there's four pieces of advice in the book, and I'll mm-hmm. tell you a couple of them. One's about relationships. Yeah. One's about, you know, basically raising your bar, and one's about difficult times. And I'll let you have to read the book to find out what the fourth one is. And then, and I'll also tell you that my first book is non-gender. Okay. Nowhere in the book does it say that it's a male or a female. Mm-hmm. You'll have to figure that out yourself, why I did that. So this book, Rethink Your Leadership, is a modern-day parallel about one man's journey through leadership. You know, typical, he gets promoted, he's not a good boss, he doesn't know how to, he's got a mentor, but he also has a bunch of other mentors that are right around him, yeah. that help him become the leader that he needs to be. Okay. So I wrote it, um, I wrote both books exactly the same, mm-hmm. and... At the, at, and this is how actually how I'd um, even write my presentations. At the end of my presentation or at the end of the book, what do I want my audience or my reader to think, feel, or do? Like, so I have a goal yeah. when they close the book. <clears throat> and then, so once I know what the goal is, all right, if that's the goal, what has to be in the book in order to make that happen? So I do this like with presentations as well. And so then it comes down to every chapter well, they need to know this, this, and this, okay? Each chapter is written exactly the same way. Okay. It's pretty good. It's just, I don't know where I, I just, it was just been my process, and yeah. I share it with people, but always, like, I think it's always, um, it's like the Stephen Covey, you know, start with the end in mind. Yeah. Okay. I like that. It's a very unique way of going about the book situation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Just, most people just kind of jump in, and they don't, quite know how to go about the process yeah oh, that's good and then they start writing and it's rather random and, yeah and i think that's how a lot of people end up writing you know these books that go on and on for pages and pages and pages yeah. and it's like just can, can i have the cliff notes <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like this is a 500 page book and you don't really talk about much <laughs> right right there's a lot of those books yeah yeah i've seen that a lot I've actually read some books, even uh, personal development ones, that I'm like, you've said the same thing like six times, like maybe we can cut that book in half. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, uh, you know, I, I don't know if the goal is to write a book that's 250 pages. Yeah. But for me, it was to make sure that people read my book. Because people have asked me, what's the difference between your book and they'll pick up like another book? And I'm like, you'll finish mine. Yeah. Because it's entertaining. Yeah. And I've had a lot of people who just, you know, had some really, some wonderful comments about it, too. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, that is a good plug for your book there at the end. <laughs> um, and it's a bestseller on Amazon. Perfect. perfect. Yeah. Um, so people that want to reach out to you, learn a little more, how do they get a hold of you? 
they can reach me at either either one of my websites, which is lauriannmirabito.com or speakandstandout.com. Perfect. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks. This was wonderful. Absolutely. So, thank you guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, definitely reach out, grab that book, and uh, read it. It sounds really good. I'm going to do it myself. And uh, everyone have a good day.